Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. This is not therapy, this is real life. I'm your host, Anna Lindbergh-Seeder, burnout prevention therapist and workplace wellness consultant. And today I'm really excited to talk to you about our latest topic, radical acceptance and willingness to experience reality as it is, which I am uh, really thrilled to dive into. Before we do that, I just want to give a special thank you to all the folks listening in. It's been really fun to use this podcast in a lot of different ways of interacting with folks. So um, hello to anyone I've met before. Some of you are listening in because you've come to uh, therapy consultations with me or uh, I've recommended a certain episode to you because you might be interested in a certain topic. So welcome to the podcast. And it's also been fun to interact with people far and wide. So I've heard feedback that people are listening in throughout the U.S., of course. Um, I'm located here in the Bay Area, um, but people are listening in from Canada and the UK and Australia and Egypt and Saudi Arabia and far and wide, which is really cool because, as you know, our you know the mission behind therapy for real life is to break beyond the traditional therapy hour and break down therapy concepts that can be adapted for everyday use. So I'm really excited that you're listening in with me today. Thank you. When we look at stress, any kind of stress, any kind of challenge that we face, and we think about facing those challenges and thinking about self-care, we really only have two options. On the one hand, we have change. So we might advocate for new legislation or vote someone out of office or use really assertive communication and ask that someone change their behavior. You might try to negotiate a raise at work or try to make yourself feel better fast, like using a relaxation strategy, deep breathing, or exercise to improve your mood. But sometimes change happens very slowly or change is totally out of your control, or in fact, it has already happened. When you look at grief and loss and trauma, uh, even political trauma that our country has experienced, those are things that are beyond one's control. So what do you do about that? Acceptance offers us a whole set of practical options that might sound a bit nuanced when you think about their concepts and a bit abstract. And that's where we want to look for how do we make this really practical when we look at therapy concepts around acceptance and what the research teaches us and what mindfulness teaches us about acceptance 
we have the opportunity of thinking about how to invite acceptance into our lives and uh, what ways you might do that. What DBT teaches us is that acceptance, when we think of acceptance, we're talking of reality acceptance. Facts are facts. We're looking at what is true, whether you like it or not. So acceptance is not approving of something or saying you would do it the very same way or... Um, you know, even deciding to be around that behavior. Acceptance does not mean that you have to validate something that is, in fact, wrong or not true. When we talk about acceptance from a mindfulness perspective, we're talking about radical reality acceptance. And this concept of the willingness to accept reality for what it is. So you might want to think back to our our conversation. If you listen to the episode on relationship superpowers, we first looked at validation and we talked about the fact that validation is a mindfulness principle and it allows you to see things as they are And in a relationship context, or even in the context of a relationship with yourself, we talked about this idea that validation is the idea that a person's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors all make sense in the context there that that person is in. So if a person's behavior doesn't make sense to you and you are thinking to yourself, oh, they're crazy, you really have to look. You know, in validation, mindfulness reminds us, oh, okay, you have to look from all angles um, because if it doesn't make sense to you, you are not seeing something very important. And in fact, validation, as we, you know, we talked about is important when we look at our relationships. And it's also important when you think about a self-compassion perspective, a a healthy self-esteem knowing what is for yourself, what is true for yourself, what you know about yourself, what you know to be true, what you see from your perspective, all of that self-understanding, self-validation, this is actually an important part of acceptance. So when we talk about acceptance, oftentimes we, we're learning acceptance in moments when we would probably rather not. These are times when perhaps something unexpected came your way. Maybe it wasn't even your idea. Uh, We could be talking about a breakup or a grief or a job transition or a health condition. A lot of times we're talking about what you might hear a therapist call out-of-order life events. So maybe you've heard of this happening before, but you didn't think it was going to happen now, or you didn't think it was going to happen to you. So for a lot of folks, the question that comes to mind is, why me? Why me? Why am I the one out of however few 
get that very specific condition or situation or risk, why me? And acceptance teaches us hmm, perhaps to turn that question on its head a little bit and perhaps ask it a little bit differently and say, hmm, why not me? That's a very hard question to ask, but when you look at what is and the fact that some folks in the world are going to have that experience and the fact that perhaps you are one of those people right now in this moment, being mindfully aware of what is, looking at that question of uh, what, what actually is. And that's validation. So it's experiencing reality, being radically willing to experience that reality. And what might come in handy to help us a little bit more is to understand this mindfulness concept, which actually overlaps with many spiritual practices and um, other points of view, is this concept of equanimity. Equanimity is the sense of balance or knowing. If you listen to the episode on what is wise mind, we talked about that centered, mindful, um, meditative sense that one might have when they are really in touch with themselves. When we look at reality acceptance, this concept of equanimity is very useful because it will help us think about looking at what is. And the, of course, I, this is a lay person's understanding of it. I am not a Zen master and I'm not a spiritual guru. What I'm, you know, helping kind of think through when we think of this concept of equanimity is how does it relate to self-care and how does how can you translate that for everyday life the way I make sense of this concept is I think of that episode from the matrix I think even if you haven't seen the matrix you know the scene I'm talking about it's the one where Keanu Reeves is bending over backwards I think he's trying to escape a bullet and everything freezes for a moment of time, and you can just see things as they are. So the way that I make sense of equanimity, it's almost like that scene in the matrix where you can see everything as it is, except in reality, nothing freezes. Everything's moving as it is. And what we're looking at here is that perspective shift of being able to see things as they are, even in motion, and mindfulness, in, when we look at acceptance, gives us the, the gentle option of non-attachment to a specific outcome. You are not using those change-based strategies for a moment. You are experimenting with a different way of doing things to just see what that feels like. You are practicing a non-attachment observation of reality. Right? Easier said than done. It's a hard skill to practice, especially if you are trying to accept something that is very painful. So let's actually try that together. You know, it's great to think of the ideas of mindfulness and the concepts that 
alone might be a comfort, but I find that it helps to learn these concepts in a very practical way. So I'm going to start by just inviting you to pause whatever you are doing in your day right now. If you are commuting, you are welcome to continue commuting. Um, And the invitation is to bring a quality of attention to the mindfulness practice that we'll do right now. If you have the option to um, find a quiet space, I welcome you to do that. And of course, if you're driving, continue to drive. Um, And if you can't do this exercise now, go ahead and put a pause in the podcast and think about when you will come back and make that mental note now. But as long as you have the attention span now, I invite you to relax your gaze, and that could be keeping your eyes open, say if you're in a public space, you have your headphones in your ears, Um, or if you are in a quiet, relaxed space and it helps you concentrate, you are welcome to close your eyes. Because what we're going to do right now, we're going to practice our first exercise in acceptance by gently accepting the fact that there's many things that you could do right now with your day. I'm sure your to-do list is very long. I'm sure that there's more that you wish you could have done by now. And this is the first invitation with acceptance. You're accepting all of that and you're giving yourself the, the choice, the option to This is going to be about, you know, five minutes that I'm inviting you to put your attention um, on, on the breath, on the body, on your mood, and play around with this idea of acceptance and gently just kind of notice what you experience, right? So the first step in that is to just gently settle into the body Continue to rest your gaze and let your attention settle into the breath. And just notice the pace of your breath, whether it's quick or slow or pressured or tense, whether it, the quality changes over time as you pay attention to the breath, you might notice an intuitive urge to slow the breath down. And in the spirit of acceptance, just let your attention settle into the breath as as the breath needs to be. Part of my personal acceptance practice today is the fact that there is construction in my building and there's always traffic in San Francisco and My invitation for you is to notice distractions in your world, in your environment, whether they are external notifications that you are putting on silent or letting go every time they come up, or whether they are internal notifications, reminders of things that you could be doing, things that you should have said, things that made an impression on you. Remember the gentle invitation that we're practicing is noticing those reminders as they come, accepting the fact that they're popping into your mind, 
and gently laying the tension on the breath. And what you might do next as another gentle practice in acceptance is just notice how your hands are in this moment, if they're clenched or tight or in your pockets or under your knees or holding something or clinging. And if you're able, if you're in that quiet and uh, private space, if you're able to put down anything, um, all you know, your uh, anything that you're holding and DBT actually calls this willing hands, this exercise. What I invite you to do is gently relax the posture of your hands. You can lay your palms facing up and gently rest them on your thighs or on a surface next to you. Even if you're laying down, you could do this. And this posture is the opposite of, imagine kind of clinging onto two pencils in your fists as tight as you could. This posture is the opposite of that. It's letting those pencils drop to the floor and, in fact, reversing them so that they're um, wide open. And what you might do, fully participating in this, just this gentle experiment with acceptance and trying it out, is continue to notice the breath as you breathe in and out. Good, at your very own pace. And with those hands in the relaxed, open posture, you might notice distractions float into your mind. And my invitation for you is just to almost imagine that those that train of thought was like a current floating through your fingertips, like a like a breeze or a river. And what we're doing here in our, in our gentle practice with acceptance is continuing to have that open hand, that physical posture, as you imagine that those thoughts just kind of run on through your finger, fingertips like a current, and you're not clinging to them. You're not holding them. You're not playing with them. You're not looking at them. You're not responding to them. You're practicing that gentle exercise of observing them come and observing them go. Remembering that you can always draw your attention back to the breath if you need to. And in fact, anchoring your attention now for a few more deep breaths, noticing any lingering thoughts or even sensations in the body or changes in the mood since starting this little mini acceptance exercise and just continuing to play with that acceptance concept, just noticing your mood right now and accepting it for what it is and paying attention to the information that comes with that. And then gently getting your awareness uh, ready to come back. Go ahead and Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, let go of those willing hands and even wake up your body if you need to or open your eyes and maybe even move your, um, your shoulders around or get a sip of water and just bring your attention back and notice what that experience was like.
what we find, what I, you may have noticed, is that we have an intuitive sense in our bodies when we practice the art of acceptance. There, there might you might notice a physical quality to that, a little bit of a synesthesia quality. When we talked about uh, why is mindful in that other episode of knowing what's right for you and really paying attention to what is, it's that inner validation. And we can experience that on a physiological level. So what happens? Notice that for you. What happens when you give yourself permission, even if it's only for five minutes at a time, to not do or change for five minutes to play with that idea of acceptance? Right? So this is a hard concept to practice for a lot of folks, especially if they're having to deal um, with something that they do not like or it was very painful. And I'll leave you with my last thought on that is when you're dealing with something that is very, very challenging and you don't even have words for it, I would start with saying what is, saying the facts as they are. So if you go on Google Scholar and play around with cognitive behavioral therapy, one of my favorite examples of why cognitive behavioral therapy works, uh, you'll see uh, studies on um, folks who cringe, folks who have shame and um, you know feelings of low self-esteem when they, has this ever happened to you? You think of something you said in a meeting or did or a mistake that you made and just this wave of shame washes over you and you even have that cringe, that cringy face that happens. So uh, what they say works for folks who are, you know, want to practice good self-care in those moments is when you experience such an intense emotional overload, this is a good acceptance-based skill, what can be effective for helping you regulate your mood and improve your confidence in that moment is to simply factually tell yourself what happened. So, okay, I went to the front of the classroom and I meant to write this word on the board and I made a mistake and I misspelled it and two people in the front of the room giggled and I felt uh, very embarrassed and my face uh, turned red and then five minutes later the room started talking about something else. And I felt the urge to cringe, and instead I labeled the facts of the situation. So what the studies show is that when you're able to describe an experience in that neutral, fact-based way, sure, that was, that was really embarrassing, that was painful, and you did experience a, a wash of emotion, and then things moved on, and it was okay, and you, you made it, and try that for yourself when you experience that same feeling of regret and loss. And, and we will talk about different ways of practicing psychological flexibility uh, when it comes to wishing you had a different way of looking at something. But for now, my invitation is when you are looking at something difficult in your life, play around with uh, this idea of acceptance. Maybe even draw a circle for yourself on a piece of paper and inside that circle I want you to jot down everything that you can think of that is within your control. So this might be 
what time you leave work in the evening, right? Whether your boss likes it or not, you know, you make that decision. Um, It's up to you whether you go to the gym or not. It's up to you whether you say something about something or not. And go ahead, just write down, you know, this can be very empowering, write down in that circle everything that is within your control that you can change. And then outside of the circle, I want you to go ahead and jot down everything that is outside of your control, right? So this could be the weather, who you're biologically related to or not, um, your income uh, status might feel out of your control, even if you can change things over time. Presently, it might be what it is. And there might be some things that are on the line that are hard to tell, like emotions come as they do. And you can also put in certain active ingredients to foster emotions that you want to have. My invitation for you is to go ahead and do that exercise and write down all the things that are within your control and all the things that are out of your control. And go ahead and ask yourself, if I were to accept and choose one thing that I can change, that I will take teeny tiny micro actions on as I am able. I will choose one thing to change. And if I needed to practice a complementary skill with that, and if I had to pick one thing that even if it's hard to do, I will practice a little bit of acceptance. Go ahead and mindfully set that intention for yourself. Play around with that idea. I look forward to hearing how it goes for you and continue that mindful awareness of what works for you when it comes to your self-care. So I invite you to play around with the other episodes in the Therapy for Real Life podcast and reach out to me at therapyforreallife.com to find out more about self-care workshops, individual therapy, consultations, and other self-care resources. Have a great day. Thank you.